It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. Amazon Prime is out with the new Cinderella starring Camilla Cabello. I think that's how you say her name. I've never actually said it out loud. So we're talking about our favorite adaptions of the story of Cinderella. I'm Candace, and with me are my co-hosts, Bree. Hello. And Arzu. Hi. Yeah, so I saw the trailer for this Amazon Prime movie and... Girl Boss not- Cinderella. Yeah. It, yeah. it just doesn't look right to me. It's very soulless. Yes, yeah. that's a perfect description, Arzu. It feels... there. Is it going to be like a jukebox musical with a bunch of different songs? Like, they're doing Somebody to Love from Queen, which... Reminds me of another Cinderella movie, Ella Enchanted. Yeah. Ella Enchanted did it first. And although I prefer the book, Ella Enchanted still did it better. Wait. Yes. Wait. Arzu. Yeah. You like the book as well? I love the book. I me too. I love the book. That is, yeah, that's right on our list. Ella Enchanted. I have the book, not the movie. I hate the movie. I actually, the movie has grown on me when I like decided to sort of take it as it's not an adaptation of the book. It's just a movie doing its own thing. Yes. Then Uh, I'm like, okay, it's a fun movie. It's just not a particularly faithful adaptation of the book. Yes. Gail Carson Levine is the author of the 1997 Ella Enchanted. She has stated, the film is so different from the book that it's hard to compare them. Yeah. So, like, they take some of the characters, but the plot is so different. I just don't understand why they couldn't stay true to the book. Like, the book is excellent. Because the the movie is a very, like, 2003, 2004, like, fantasy romance. It, like, it plays in perfectly with other movies of that kind from that year. True, but. So it's like, it's, it's one of those, like, product of its time things. It would have been so much better, though, had they gone with the book. But what I maybe but, one day they will do that. Maybe. But one thing one thing I will say for the book, why I think it works so well, is a lot of the book is about Ella's internal conflict with like yeah. reckoning with her curse and like pushing beyond it and not sort of having to listen to what everybody tells her. And like the moment where her curse breaks is entirely in her own head. You can't That's do accurate. that on screen. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. A lot of it is like there's a whole year that passes by in the book where she has met Char, the prince, and he's, like, off away, and she has to struggle, like, living and her like, life. And she's, like, sent to yeah. boarding school, and she runs away, and, like, yeah. that's that's the, that's El Enchanted, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah El okay. Enchanted, oh, her curse is that as a baby, her fairy godmother gave her the gift of obedience. So whatever anyone tells her to do, she has to do. Yeah, and she, like, yeah. kind of works the... The subtleties of that and how yeah. to sort of get around that. And then yeah. if, if no one has read the book, please read it. It's so good. I also oh, think I don't like Ellen Enchanted because of Anne Hathaway. Oh, do you not like Anne Hathaway? I love Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know what it is. It is this weird thing. I will say I love her in the movie, Rachel getting married, but that's about it. I don't know no, why. Princess Diaries? Eh. Okay. Well, speaking okay, of early Cinderella, one thing, yes. one thing I think Ella Enchanted does well that some of these other versions do as well, and we'll get to that, I'm sure, is her meeting the prince and having some sort of like dynamic with him prior to the ball. Yes. Which I really like. Yes. Love I that. Really like like that. Whether I or not think... he knows who she is, like them having that dynamic already established, I really, I really like. 
So Yeah, it's not just like her going to the ball and being like, Prince. <laughs> like, hey. I mean, love at first sight, I guess it, it's very real for some people. But I love that the, uh, the established chemistry is what really mm-hmm. makes it. Yeah, so there have been three Rodgers and Hamstein's Cinderella TV movies. The, and 1955 the one is with Julie Andrews. The recording isn't the best, but I like it's Julie Andrews. I have this soundtrack. I want to see that like, one. CD as a kid. I listened to all, I used to listen to it all the time. The 1965 one, I actually had it recorded at a on a VHS. It, like they did a re-airing of it and my parents just recorded stuff that they knew we would like. And I watched it over and over again, but like I have such nostalgic feelings for it. And this one actually has this the Prince and Cinderella meeting beforehand. This is when they started doing that. Oh, in 1965? Have, yeah, with the oh. Roger Hamstein story, at least. That's true. And then we get to the 1997 version, which we, the we best all love. One? <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, please listen to our interview with Pablo, uh, the prince. He is truly a prince. Yes, they have the prince and Cinderella meeting in the marketplace, and they sing The Sweetest Sound, which is from another Rodgers and Hammerstein musical. But it's such a nice song. The sweetest <laughs> sound you'll ever know. Yes, they have a meet cute. Yeah, and, you know. It's quippy. Yeah, they talk. I love quippy. Yes. Yes. Oh, gosh, the chemistry in that movie. And just everyone is so great. Jason Alexander. Oh, um, Burnett, Burnett Peters. Yes, Bernadette. I love the stepsisters. They're hilarious. Whoopi Goldberg. And it's on Disney Plus now. So if you haven't seen it, please do yourself a favor. Oh, it's so yeah. great. You will think That is yourself. definitely, I think, I was like, I just have in my notes, we all love this movie. We can all talk about this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> and it holds up. I'm sorry. It also, Whitney up. Houston is in it as the fairy godmother. Yes, and I yes. mean, like, who doesn't love She's that? She's the producer, and she really got it going. Like, she – it was her, like, her movie. Like, she worked hard to get it made. That's amazing. Another one I think that we all like is Ever After. It's my favorite, okay. and I I love it. I I, I love it. It's my favorite Cinderella story. It is my comfort watch. I've lost track of how many times I watched this since COVID started. Like just constantly watching it because I just love it so, so much. Drew Barrymore is an absolute treasure. And I still think this is one of her best movies to date. Oh, 100%. Yeah, so this came out in 1998. It takes place during the Renaissance era in France. And they have a lot of historic, like, characters in here like Leonardo da Vinci yeah and they have like his famous portrait head of a woman is portrayed as like a depiction of Danielle played by Drew Barrymore like he she was her his inspiration can we take a second to talk about the chemistry in this movie oh because (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yes um the the prince and Danielle's meet cute, I still think, is great. She's um, working in a field. So, okay. Whipping apples it, at his head. Yes. I mean. Like a queen. It's amazing. Because she's like, who's this trespasser? <laughs> I love it. I mean, it. she's very action girl. She doesn't just wait to be saved also. But she I saves will- him too. Yes. Okay. But like, I don't like the argument that any Cinderella adaptation is a girl waiting to be saved. That's not the case in any of them. Yeah, no, she's abused. Yeah, like this is a girl in a horrible situation who gets out the way she can. It's just that's how it plays out in in live action. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And in fairness, she did need somebody to save her. She was locked in the kitchen. Somebody had to open the door. 
But that's okay because it's balanced. Like she knows when to ask yeah. for help. Ever After is beautiful. I It shot so well. The scenery, the costumes. Oh, my God. Her dress at the oh. ball with the wings. Yes. And the glitter. And I'm just like, oh, my God. The- I know it's not. I know it's not Cinderella herself, but Angelica Houston as the stepmother. Literally, Arzu, I was about to to say that. I was, like, about to say Angelica Houston. Top tier. Like, honestly, I I hated her throughout the film, which is exactly what a good actress portraying a really good villain does. But there's just that shade of sympathy where you, like, sort of, at moments, start to feel bad for her situation. And then she does something horrible, and you're like, actually, never mind. But that's how – I, it, that's, that, yeah. Oh, sorry. That, that, no, I, was I just wanted say, to because she can walk that line. It's well, yeah, crazy. but I also wanted to to comment on it because those moments of sympathy is the moments that Danielle Drew Barrymore starts to feel for her, and then she does something horrible, and you're just like, you are manipulating this girl so much. They just gaslight her so much. The sympathy. And I it and it gets us too because we view it in Drew Barrymore's eyes. You know, we're we're viewing this from her, and yeah, I, I, it's just mind blowing how well they they uh, did that. Oh, um, I was also reading because you know how in Cinderella two we get the love story between the baker and Anastasia. Yes. Yeah. Um, someone was saying I don't know if this is true, but they're like. I wonder if they kind of took that from Ever After because um, the two stepsisters, one of them kind of is the nicer stepsister. Yeah, they humanized (laughs) at least one of the stepsisters. Did you guys know that there was a musical version of Ever After? Huh? I think I did. I think I heard they made it, but never listened to the soundtrack. Obviously never saw it. Bogus. Bogus, I think. Is that how you say her name? Who? I'm not sure. I've never said it out loud. Bogus? Um, Bogus? Because she plays Danielle and Jeremy Jordan plays Prince Henry. Huh. So it came out in 2015 and it was playing in the Lions Theater in 2019 in Georgia for a little while, but then it closed. I don't know if it ever, I don't know if it ever went to Broadway. I don't think so. No, I would have, then I would have kept better track of it. I would have heard of it if that was true. I watched one song, it was called Cousin's Cousin. Is when Danielle's trying to explain, like, who she is when she's trying to pretend to be, like, royalty. Oh. Was it good? No. Oh. 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 (laughs) Never mind. This is Sierra. Sierra, who has, like, present on stage. And I was like, oh, no. That wasn't good. Oh, no. That's sad. But maybe they're going to workshop it more and maybe bring it back. Who knows? Probably not at this point, right? Oh, speaking of stepsisters, have either of you read... Confessions of an Ugly Stepsister by Gregory Maguire. No, because I don't like his writing style. I haven't. He's a guy who wrote Wicked. Yeah, I didn't like Wicked. Oh, I didn't like Wicked. I liked the musical. I didn't like the book. I didn't like either. (laughs) (laughs) I read it a while ago. And there was also a wonderful World of Disney TV movie that stars Azura Sky and Matthew Good. Oh, yeah, that was like in the early 2000s, I believe. And I think I watched that first. And it has Stockard Channing as her mother, as the evil stepmother. I think it was pretty good for a TV movie. So it's about the stepsister. Yeah. Just one of them or both? Just one of them. Like one of them's like nicer, you know, and is just trying to get by, you know, and her mother's trying to push her to marry Prince when she's like in love with Matthew Good's character. I believe she's an artist too and just, you know, trying to do her own thing. <laughs> 
Is that based off the baker? I have it no all idea. comes back to the baker. It does. Damn, Brie. Is that all about the baker? What? I don't know. I was asking. I'm inquiring no. since I haven't. Did you guys like a Cinderella story from 2004 starring Hilary Duff and my- Chad Michael Murray? Considering like- the life-size poster I had in my closet door, I'm going to say, yeah, I watched it. What? Twice. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was obsessed with it. I still enjoy it now. Wait, like but I, the life-size poster? Okay, let me explain. Maybe not quite like the, the poster itself was as big as I was, but the characters like weren't. But um, right around the time the movie came out, Denny's was running a huge Cinderella story promotion where everything was pink and had a lot of whipped cream on it. And it was just like basically, you know, biggest sugar rush in breakfast form. So I made my mom take me to Denny's before going to the movie and I got this huge poster like of the movie poster and was on my closet door for like a couple of years. That is incredible. I had to inquire. I also no, I also bought pink Converse because of the movie poster and I still I still own those Converse. Incredible. So, that's okay. my Cinderella story. I love <laughs> yeah. Chad Michael Murray and I love Why am I forgetting her name? I love her. Hilary Duff? No. Um the stepmom. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. Yes, I love her. I love her, and she's she makes the movie for me. Do neither of you like this movie? I do. I do. Oh, I okay. love Tilly Duff. I mean, she's all right. Uh, no, I was a Lizzie McGuire kid. Oh, I didn't I, like just it. Just because we were at, like, different ends of high school when this movie came out, so yeah. I'm like, maybe we weren't, you know, I, mentally in the same place. Here's the thing. I wasn't, like, a Hillary Duff, like, stand back in the day. I didn't think she could really act at all. I don't know. I would have fought you. I was a Hillary Duff stan. Yeah, I was just I like... I never have actually stand anyone before, but like I was like fond of her and I was like, it's a Cinderella story. It's literally a fairy tale and I still love fairy tales at that time. And me in 2004, I was like, this is the best movie ever. <laughs> Do you know there are five direct-to-home video sequels? I lost track after the third one. I haven't seen any of the home direct-to-home video sequels. I just knew that there were a couple. I, I only had knew about no like idea. one of them that had Selena Gomez and Drew Seely. And the only reason I knew about it was because I saw a trailer. I think it was on ABC Family when it was called that. And she was like 14 and he was 28 at that time. I'm or something sorry, like that. What? Yeah. It was like an insane age gap. And that's the only reason nope. I knew. Why would you even accept that as an actor? No. Drew Seeley, not Andrew. Drew Seeley. Oh, dear. She was 15 and he was 26. That it's doesn't make it better. I no, know. it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, what? No. And it just, it, she has that baby face already, you know? Oh. It did not look well. And that's the only reason I knew they did a sequel. Oh, and he's Canadian. That doesn't look good for him either. What, what does that, that mean? What does that mean? supposed to be better. We are not better. We just like to pretend we are. It's that false. Is, that is. Uh, I mean, maybe his agent made him take it. I don't know. You can say no. You can say my co-star is very underage. Yeah. Did did they have to kiss in it? I imagine I don't so. Know. I hope not. That that feels very illegal. Not if you're <laughs> emancipated. It's still icky, but it's not Was like Selena illegal. Gomez emancipated? I have no idea. I don't know who she was. No, she wasn't. She she is very Mm. close to her mother. I I remember seeing on Disney Channel. This is. I'm so okay. So let's talk about a different one. (laughs) Let's get off of this. Yes, we went. We went down a rabbit hole. We went down a rabbit hole. Okay. So I personally think the 2015 Cinderella, directed by Kenneth Branagh, 
is the best Disney live action remake. I second this. It is my favorite mm-hmm. of the live action remakes. It's right up there with like Jungle Books, like close there too for me, because I feel like they make it their own. Versus, Cinder- oh sorry, go ahead. Oh yeah, just versus like copying most of the original animated movie. I think where Cinderella has an advantage that the other ones don't is that the other ones are very clearly basing themselves off of one Disney animated movie, whereas Cinderella has, you know, all of these other adaptations and the fact that, like, it's been done so many times that they can kind of pull from all over. Like, they're not strictly remaking the 1950 Disney movie. So. Yes. We're, we're used to seeing Cinderella adaptations, so we, we give it that freedom that the other ones don't necessarily have. Yes, and there's a nice moment before the ball that Cinderella and Kit, I think this prince is called. Yeah. Yeah. They meet beforehand and they have a little meet cute. And their chemistry. Yes, they have chemistry. It's so good. Wait, which movie is this? The 2015 Cinderella. (laughs) I'm sorry. I've been looking up photos of selena gomez and drew seeley and it's so disturbing to me i had to see it for myself i was like this can't be true and and it's true and she looks like a baby and he looks like a i mean he's a grown man and it's how did this get how did how is this made i don't know i'm okay up so disturbed oh and they kiss in it oh they kiss in this (laughs) I, I just love things here and I'm I'm why why you're not well okay <gasps> back to the 2015 Disney live action remake it also has a stepmother who is sympathetic in a way Kate Blanchett I think she plays it really well and you know you feel for her she's less sympathetic way. than Angelica Houston though oh yes but she has her moments and she's not just one note yeah that's true do you feel like, because Kate Blanchett's amazing, but do you feel like there's a different version that you would have wanted to see for that remake? You mean other than like Lady Tremaine from the Cinderella? like Or how she portrayed her? Like, is I there think, something different um, that you... I, I think the portrayal was okay. I think my one issue was you kind of get the sense throughout that the reason she doesn't like Ella is because... Ella is so reminiscent of like her husband's first wife and that, you know, he, he loved her more and whatever, and that she was like basically married to a man who doesn't love her as much as he loved his, his other wife. And that kind of weighs on her. But I wish that that had really come through at the end, because in the end, Ella straight up is like, why are you like this? And she's like, because you're a nice person. I'm like, that doesn't track with why you've had a problem with her this whole time. It would have been better if she'd like, was really like in love with her husband and like jealous that mm-hmm. he I didn't love her the same way. There's a there's a book that I've reviewed on our website. It's called Cold Hearted and it's from Lady Tremaine's perspective, like animated movie Lady Tremaine. And they actually do that, Candace. It's like she oh. is in love with this man who basically just wants like free childcare for his child. Damn. And doesn't oh. actually care about her all that much. And he, like, basically plays Ella and Lady Tremaine and her daughters against each other and basically keeps them, like, captive in his house. And he stirs up that friction because he will always view his daughter as better than his new wife and her children. And Ella, being a kid, doesn't know how to take this in and kind of balance that out. And that's the reason their relationship fractures. 
And I strongly dislike the ending of the book because I think it kind of goes against the thesis of the rest of the story. But up until that point, it was like a horrific story, like from her point of view of what she went through in this house because of her husband. So I don't know if you're curious, that might be worth a read. Yeah. There is another book that RSU read recently. Yes. If the Shoe Fits. So because If the Shoe Fits is published, it's by Julie Murphy, the author of um, Dumplin' and Pumpkin and all those books. So it is a modern take on Cinderella, like present day. And because it's published by Disney, like it does a lot of winks to the Disney movie, like the 1950 Disney movie, which I thought was really cute. But what is notable about this is the premise of it is loosely very similar to Camila Cabello's Girl Boss Cinderella in that Cindy has like fashion aspirations. So she's a shoe designer and she's like just graduated from college and doesn't have like job prospects. So her stepmother, who is actually like does love her, like her stepmother and stepsisters, like they get along great. Where their tension comes from is like the way her stepmother fears like society will be cruel to Cindy because she is uh, plus size. So her stepmother is the producer of like a reality dating show. And there are a couple of contestants short. So she's like, oh, my daughters can go on the show and we'll just pretend they're not my daughters. And then the other producer's like, well, why doesn't your stepdaughter go too? And she's like hesitant at first, but then she's like, okay, fine, because Cindy wants to go and like promo her shoe line and she's not really there to find love she's just like i want to bring attention to my work but you know she's already had a meet cute with the prince at the airport and then she gets there she's like oh my god it's you and he's like oh my god it's you and like they really play with all the cinderella tropes in like unexpected ways like the ball and the losing of the shoe and like why she runs away and all this stuff is not played the way you think it would be oh interesting i absolutely adore this book and i highly highly recommend it Yes, read RSU's full review at thekihiwaffle.com. I will I will link the reviews to both books I mentioned in the show notes. Perfect. Uh, there's two books that came to mind when I was thinking about Cinderella adaptations. And one that I read like 20 years ago that I believe came out in like early 2000s is called Just Ella by Margaret Peterson Haddix. Have either of you read it? I haven't read it, but I remember I seeing it. Yeah, because, like, remember the Scholastic Book Bears? Those glory days? <laughs> did you have those in Canada, Arzu? Some schools did. What my school did was we would get the brochure and take it uh, home and just send it in through our teacher. And then the day oh. that the box came in, like, it was like game over. Nobody's doing any more work after that. See, we would have the brochure, but then we would have the day of. So you would, like, check things that you wanted and think about. Like, you have to make a plan because, like, my dad gave me, like, $15 and he's like, buy some books, you know? It honestly yeah. was the best day in the world. Yes. The smell of new books. I think joy. our school was just too small to like have the fair come. So they would just send the brochure yeah. and we would Aww. just order it out. So yeah, this book was like on the shelves and it was all on the shelves like displayed at Scholastic Book Bears, as you would say. So it's really interesting that 20 years later, like I still remember this book because I've, I've read a lot of books, not to brag, you know, <laughs> but... This is a retelling of Cinderella with, like, a twist. It's a different version of the happily ever after. It's after the ball. And she is just trying to find, like, what it means to be, like, going from a a peasant to, like, royalty. Like, they're pretending that she's a princess. And there is no fairy godmother here. Ella 
just plans to go out of spite over her stepmother and potentially find like a better job as a housemaid somewhere else. She wears her mother's old wedding dress and glass slippers. She won in a wager with the town's glass blower. And she gets a ride from a coachman she knows. And she leaves at midnight because that's when her ride's leaving, you know? That's funny. Yeah. The whole thing is like, the prince isn't very charming, you know? Mm. And it's like, you know, what happens if you do meet someone and after one dance, they're like, we're getting married. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, so, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't sign up for this. What? Yeah. I was like, I was just trying to get a better job. Guess I'm getting married now, you know? And yeah, it's her struggles with that. I don't want to give too much away, but things happen and it's really interesting. I'm definitely going to reread it now. Last year, a book came out called Cinderella's Dead by Kaylin Bayron. I believe this is her like debut album, uh, her debut album, <laughs> I say. Her first book and it's it's amazing. So the novel focuses on Sophia Grimm's. She's a queer teenager living like in the same world as Cinderella. Like Cinderella, Cinderella went to the ball. She met her prince. And that is the world and there's descendants, at least one descendant. So 200 years after Cinderella's death, all the girls coming of age are forced to attend balls to be chosen as wives of men they never met. Oh, because it happened to Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yes. And it's very, like, I hate using the young adult, like, dystopia, but it's a dystopia because, I mean, yeah. women are being forced to marry men, they don't want to and it's requested it from the library based on the description in the show notes i'm very excited yes to come in. it's so good it's like it's about a queer black teenager you know like just just trying to live her life and all this and she can't happens, because of this yeah? 200 year old tradition yeah yeah Jeez. yeah so definitely a must read i think if you like those kind of novels it's 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 just so well written and it's so much. I don't want to say fun. It's just so intriguing. Yeah, entertaining. Yeah, it's gripping. It's very much like it's a page turner. I'm using that cliche. Nice. You know what I would like to do, like or like see a version of the stepmother having previously killed the first wife. Oh, <laughs> is that what you were getting at with Lady Tremaine earlier? Yeah. I mean, Disney like, would do it, but like somebody else might. Yeah, yeah. Or a movie. There we go. We got it. All right. I'll write it. <laughs> do it. Because I'm just thinking, like, you just okay, like Ever Afters, Angelica Houston, but make it even more so. Like, go even further with that. I almost yeah. feel like like Lady Tremaine would be more likely to kill somebody than than um, true. The but like, names. let's just go with Angelica Houston. Angelica <laughs> Houston. I don't know. She has that. It's that subtle, the way she would just be like, it wasn't overdramatic. You know what I mean? Like, she felt human. And mm-hmm. I feel She's like. like a deeply wounded woman. Well, that's true. I'm just saying, like, if you push that woman, what would she have done? You know what I mean? Like, if you back that yeah. wounded creature. Well, yeah, it's all about society. She kills, like, the wife of this rich man. For her own gain and for yeah, her... Yeah, for her daughter's gain, really. Yeah. Because I don't know, I think you could argue be, with a lot work. of these... Yeah, you could argue with a lot of these stepmothers. It's just, you know, they're living centuries ago, you know? And the only thing they can do with, like, two two daughters and a stepdaughter is just get them married off and yeah. hope for the best. 
Was there a version where a stepmother married the uh, Cinderella's dad because she thought he was rich, but he was actually broke and he thought she was rich? Or am I, is that a fever dream? That's Ellen Enchanted. That is Ellen Enchanted. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, both both the uh, book and the movie kind of touch on this. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, I was like, which one is that? Yeah, it's Ellen Enchanted. They both want... They both are like thinking, oh, we're going to be comfortable now. We're going to be okay. Wait a minute. Why, you shouldn't marry for money. Yeah. I'm going to reread that book again. I haven't read that. Just that one reason, really. (laughs) (laughs) So we are actually recording a few days later because we realized, right, Arzu? We are so dumb. We are ashamed. We're just out of it. And we're ashamed of ourselves because we forgot the 1950 Cinderella. Yeah, and I was texting with Bray, and Bray said that we probably forgot because, like, that's the OG Cinderella for, I think, us. Yeah, and, like, it was our baseline for all the other adaptations. It's not that we didn't acknowledge it at all, but I don't – we didn't take any time to talk about, like, how much we genuinely like this movie. The animation's beautiful. It's such a comfort watch. I still want that dress. (laughs) Honestly, though. Like, the mice unparalleled. They are the finest they have ever been. Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo is a jam. And yeah, the prince doesn't have much personality, but it's not really about the prince. No. So that's okay. Yeah. And Bray wanted me to mention Lucifer, the cat. <laughs> they love that cat. An evil cat. So yeah, we, uh, we just want everybody to know that we do, in fact, adore the 1950 movie. It is just, it is the... It is the Cinderella on which all other Cinderella opinions are formed. Yeah. Like the, I, the thought Gus Gus was, I thought Gus Gus was so cute as a kid. Oh, I still think cool. Gus Gus is adorable. Gus Gus and Jack Jack, I love them. Yeah. Uh, I just keep remembering, and once upon a time, Gus <laughs> Gus was a character who was human in Storybrooke, and I think he asked out Ruby, who was Red Riding Hood, who was also a werewolf, and then she was framed for his murder. So once upon a time, killed Gus Gus. I completely blocked this out because it, <laughs> like I watched all of Once Upon a Time and it's like I'm hearing this for the first time. I just remembered when I mentioned Gus Gus because I was like, that is traumatizing. So that show was wild. I promise I'm not making it up, but I'm right, RC, right? No, no, I believe you. I did, especially because of how wild Once Upon a Time was, but oh my God. Gus Gus became a man and then was murdered. So yeah, please uh, follow us on social media. We're the Geeky Waffle at Instagram, Facebook, Patreon, TikTok. We're Geeky underscore Waffle on Twitter, thegeekywaffle.com to check out all our awesome shows. Let us know what your favorite Cinderella is. Yes, we want to know. Do you like Ever After? Are you a Cinderella story at all its sequels? Are you here to make a case for Camila Cabello? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so let us know. Stay geeky.